It was a good podcast last week. I lulled at it. <laughs> Yay. I feel like Wait, we could have merch. <laughs> and the merch could just be like art. Stupid things we say. Well, I feel like art could be like it could six be out like of six out of ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Solid art. six could be. Solid six. six. That's, That's a good one. Yeah. Art oh, doesn't make any sense. Solid six. Solid six. Today on the Geek Up Podcast, new tech from MIT could send messages directly to your ears only using frickin' lasers. Zombieland 2 Double Tap is coming. Marvel's Black Widow movie might be rated R. Hot Wheels is going to be a live action movie, and let's be honest, probably junk. And Harley Quinn is back in a 20-second teaser. Let's geek out. Chum, 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 now it's good to be a geek. The podcast. Yay, we're geeking out again. Welcome to the Geek Up Podcast, episode 17. We're recording this on Thursday, January 31st, 2019. What's that meme that's going around? January was a tough year, but we got through it. <laughs> I feel that. I feel it. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out, a three or four minute program Wednesdays with Dylan and Jason on the Morning Zone, where I talk about geeky things, mostly tech, some pop culture, and we're a lot more about the pop culture here. Brian Boitano, let's tell us about you, please. Tell me about me. Oh, tell you about me. Yes. Tell everybody about me. Okay. Um, my name is DJ Boitano. I am heard frequently in the afternoon zone doing the mixtape, Wickety Wickety, 5 o'clock. <laughs> Weekdays, afternoon zone. Also, today's parent. <laughs> Good. Good. The trend has begun. Good Paul. Stuff. Paul Bastino, co-host, Afternoon Zone and uh, PJ Party Podcast. It's also where you found probably this podcast. Are you saying we have no other source of uh, listeners and then people getting to this podcast from the PJ Party podcast? No, no, no. If you're listening to this podcast, wherever you found this one, oh, you'll oh, also I see, find I see. PJ Party. Okay, sorry. I thought you were saying the only way that people would have found their way here is by listening to the PJ Party podcast. No, and you probably not. have 700 times the listeners on not. the PJ Party as, as we do here. But, no, uh, no, no, no. Okay, fair no. enough. Squeaky noises. Art Aronson. <laughs> yes, I'm a reporter on the Q and the Zone, also the co-host of Between the Stammers, which you can also find wherever you found this podcast. I, I understand what you're saying now. Hi, on Benelin. <laughs> Happy to be here. Oh! Good to go. Can I redo my intro? Paul Blasino, Viking. Uh, Everyone pay me who thought that I was going to get sick next from sitting next to Art. Brian, you got sick. I know, and I sat like a couple people down from yeah oh you're God. removed from art i'm right next to him i'm touching him and i'm still not sick please don't, I don't touch him get sick. <sighs> i'm right next to art viking oh. i'm kirsten james you can find me on the weekend zone and also wherever you found these podcasts <laughs> <laughs> really Grand. lazy but i like it <laughs> no this is good this is it. we're building a pattern we're doing a thing i can't wait to see what magazine you're going to be next week brian <laughs> Uh, this week on the Weekly Geek Out, we talked about some interesting... It's always MIT. It's always the, the, the crazy, pesky kids at MIT. They found a way to use a laser, and either through a sweeping motion or modulation of the laser... They used a laser. Laser, by the way, is light amplification stimulated by emissions of radiation slash a really good cat toy. Obviously. Also works on dogs. Also works on toddlers. Super fun. Does it? Yeah. Uh, most toddlers. Uh, it's great. Try it next time you find a toddler. Um, and they use these lasers directed at someone's ear and with the frequency modulation and using the moisture that is in the air all around us, they were able to form pressurized sound waves and basically deliver an audio signal 
directly to just one person's ears. Such that Whoa. if if it was coming from, say, your broadcast right, Paul, yeah. and aiming into Kirsten's ears, yes. if either you or Art got into the path of the beam, you wouldn't hear it because it's not for you. It's designed to formulate right where her ears are. Oh. Yeah, crazy. Hey? So is this for spies? Like, uh, we have a secret mission or a message for you, 007. So if you stand exactly in Trafalgar Square at exactly this point, we'll beam it from you like a person up on a tower like a sniper will snipe the message into your ears but anyone else who's watching you won't see you put earbuds in this is exactly the thought that was in my head is very very sort of spy kid i mean what it's for is who knows they've just invented this they've just come up with this so that is certainly one application and of course the cynic in me thinks the other application is uh hey bud your ears are really dirty buy some q-tips is just like sending ad messages directly to you know (laughs) that's very minority report Yeah, yeah exactly yeah reading your irises or whatever and giving a giving an, an ad just to, to you but cool idea i love it i'm picturing right now the keynote speech tim cook will be like using lasers <laughs> the new airpods the greatest thing since airpods so you leave the airpods at home <laughs> right and somehow they keep finding you and just beaming your music and podcast directly to your ears yeah right uh, we had a whole 20 seconds of a trailer for a movie called birds of prey which will have Harley Quinn in it and that actor, you know, the Harley Quinn actor, whatever Margot name. Robbie. Thank Robbie. you. There you go. Uh, from Suicide Squad in it. And that's about all we know because it was 20 seconds. Wasn't there a Birds of Prey TV show for a while? Answer, yes, there was. I think it was okay. on the CW. Oh, I, I'm pretty okay. sure. This is a long time ago. I seem to remember Black Canary and all this. It was a comic book as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably failed. Do we need a movie? Do, I guess we. What the takeaway from Suicide Squad is that we enjoyed Margot Robbie's portrayal. Yeah, the of takeaway. The one of the only takeaways from Suicide Squad was <laughs> Harley Quinn, right? I think. And that's that's the whole reason because that sort of ties into the story that I shared with you guys this morning. Is that you know James Gunn is directing the the sequel to Suicide Squad, but Ugh. he's calling it a relaunch. Ugh. So he's basically taking, after one movie, <laughs> oh, and, and apparently. According to him, so they, and this all exists within that sort of same universe that the original Suicide Squad existed in, but they're going to focus on different villains, mainly because I think what they're, you know, they Suicide Squad, the original premise of it was sort of a little bit more just world building, continued world building. Yeah. They wanted to introduce the villains of this new extended unified universe right. of, you know, DC characters, and then this kind of has all been blowing up in their face. And even last week, we read an article saying that they're no longer going to focus on the shared universe. So now they're going to take their biggest things out of these, like their biggest takeaways, uh, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad, and then give them kind of their own little standalone properties. Well, Aquaman is, I think it's their biggest movie to yeah. date. Yep. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. yeah. So Aquaman's going to have his own thing. But then again, it's just you're not really going to see another Justice League or another kind of shared universe thing. It's just going to be whatever worked in that. And then they're, they're you know going to take away from there. I was not into this. I wasn't a fan of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I don't understand the obsession with it. But 
I just looked at the IMDb page to see who else was in it, and I see that uh, Ewan McGregor is in it. So, yep, oh. I'll be seeing <laughs> something for everyone. Yeah. Who's, yeah, the, who's the director? Interesting. Uh, the director of the film is Kathy Yan. So she will be actually the first Asian woman to direct a superhero movie, and the second woman ever uh, after Patty Jenkins, who did um, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. Rock. So, female director. That's so great. That's, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It is interesting the casting of Ewan McGregor as well as Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who I love very much. Mm-hmm. I think I've got the same Fargo season three. Well, yeah, I was going to say it's like a Fargo season three reunion. Um, why? Why extrapolate more movies out of <laughs> Suicide Squad, which was such a turd? Do we all agree that thing was a, such a piece of shit? Yes. Yeah. Right? Like I didn't see it, and I agree. Oh God, it was awful. <laughs> it was terrible. And I guess I could do with a little bit more Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, but I don't know. Can we make a YouTube video and call it? A day, like honestly, that's all I want. This trailer was enough, really. Like, that, should, that should be the movie. That's all you want to see. That's it. it. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Great. She's in the costume again. Fine. Oh God. It should have been Suicide Squad. Should have been a good movie. Like the first should teaser. Really? Yeah, the first teaser they put out for it. I was like, I am in for this. DC, you've got me. I'm going to go see this movie. And then, yes, it was awful. It was terrible. It made no sense. The story was so disjointed. And I saw the like. You know, I love with DC because sorry DC people out there, but I love that they have to re-release their movies after the theatrical release with like, oh, okay, we know the theatrical release made no sense so we've re-released it on dvd but with um extended scenes so now it will make sense <laughs> right. it was too long like, like they did that with batman they did it with suicide squad like i think suicide squad is an, an example of kind of the, that classic example of studio interference right is because david ayer i think it could have been good mm. i think david ayer had a specific vision for it and i don't blame him for it being bad uh i blame kind of the studio having early Really looks at you know his dailies and stuff and being like mm, I don't know where you're going with this but we're gonna enlist the help of other editors <laughs> people who have never edited a movie they've only edited together movie trailers by wow the way, um, to edit this movie that's for why you. the movie trailer was so good well, yeah. that's, I think that's it right is like the movie trailer was great but then the the movie almost seemed like one long trailer yeah you know it was re- really disjointed and, and what was anybody expecting that's all they can do okay. yeah. I felt like it I felt like it could have been good like the idea of you know the villains coming to save the day right. you know they have to enlist these villains to get the bigger bad like the story was cool and it's not really something that Marvel was doing and the DC villains are you know almost better than the Marvel villains the awesome. DC yeah, villains yeah. are so cool that's true um, it should it should have been way better but it wasn't so I don't know this new Harley Quinn movie sure Ewan McGregor's in it I'll go see it <laughs> the James Gunn thing is like we're in the darkest time Timeline here, really, when James Gunn really should be focusing up on Guardians of the Galaxy three, and is like the outrage machine that got him fired from that has died down enough, so he's allowed to go over to DC and direct this thing that nobody wants or is asking for. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. We don't want him doing that. You're wasting your time with this garbage. And Suicide Squad, different villains. We already kind of like were scraping villains. People knew the Joker and Harley Quinn, and I guess Deadshot. Well, is, this is yeah. a Paul Smith. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so this who, is a positive. Who are the other ones? Killer Croc and all this like bottom barrel <laughs> nonsense, and no one gives a rip about. Now, who's next? Were they going to have like that Vincent Price egg villain from the '60s Batman? Well, if anybody series, can make that's those, the villain they're going to bring up. If anybody can make those things cool, it 
that's James Gunn, right? I don't want to make it that cool. He's wasting his time. <laughs> Get back to work on Guardians of the Galaxy secretly under a fake name. No, James Gunn is ahead of the curve here because DC is about to become a lot cooler than Marvel. Oh. What? Oh. What are you what? Them's fighting words, Art Aronson. What? Prediction, Art Aronson. Wow. I Mark just this don't, day. I think <laughs> because it's. I think James Gunn is kind of up against the same issues that David Ayer was up against. Is like he's a he's a badass director. Don't get me wrong. I love James Gunn, mm-hmm. but he's now um, playing in an arena where the big boys upstairs in their suits that know nothing about these comic book characters, yeah. they're the ones calling the shots on this. I feel like that's changing a little here. You got the Aquaman which movie, which was successful and a solid six. six all of these guys. All of a sudden, you're like a DC fanboy. When did this happen? <laughs> no, no, Aquaman, DC six fanboy. out of ten. I just DC think... taking over Marvel. Did Jason just... Momoa drag you into that movie and change your mind? Guys, you get to sit next to him and touch his thigh. Guys, it all goes in cycles because you Muscular. had you, Chris Nolan's uh, Batman. You know, it was that. Oh, DC's way up here and Truth. Marvel's way down here. Yeah. And now Marvel's way up here and DC's down there. So maybe it turns again here. I think, see, the thing is, though, I think Chris Nolan had a lot more creative freedom to do what he wanted to do with Batman because yeah. Batman was already in the shitter from before Batman begins. That's so right. they, they were just like, go ahead, Chris Nolan. <laughs> Nowhere to do go but up. Do. I like Memento. Go ahead. You do what you do. So he did it and wasn't even originally planning on making it a trilogy, but he did because Warner Brothers was like, now this is making us money. Let's yeah. do this. And then, so the, the, the big theme here is Warner Brothers taking the wrong lessons from things yes. and applying it to other other things. So then after that, they're like, okay, well, let's make Man of Steel, but let's make it in the same fashion that we made the Dark Knight trilogy, right. and which is a bad lesson to take from wrong. that. Yeah. The same thing with uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, what they wanted to do was make it like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. One long fucking soundtrack. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And they, they, they did that. Cram pop music into this. And it didn't work for them. Yeah. So now now what they do is like, well, let's take the guy that, you know, created Guardians of the Galaxy and have him attached to this. But yeah. I think they're still going to make the same mistakes. <laughs> yeah, all right. I just, well, I, that's I just a pessimist have... in you, Brian. I think that they <laughs> can Brian, only... A I'm a pessimist. They can only... I said in you. I didn't say you were a pessimist. Uh, I think that they can only go one way, really, up. No, I so think... that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> going with this. It didn't get worse. Come on, bud. So Help me out here. down. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're not wrong, but I don't think the point can be made any further than that. They're, they're, you know, it's 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 cyclical, as you say. There, there's there's periods and down periods. If but. it is cyclical, though, is it because it's not like DC was doing like firing on all cylinders in the way that Marvel was? Marvel well, they were actually was making bad. Movies, so. Yeah, that's right. Marvel was nothing, and DC was like had a very spotty track record, and then. Pfft, one and a half <laughs> movies were good, and that's the Nolan trilogy. Yeah. But if it's right? true that they're going to go back to this formula of not trying to connect all the worlds, then maybe they will be better because that was Batman wasn't trying to be exactly. the Marvel extended universe. So maybe if they just focused on something. Well, that's actually a super solid point because I think all the failures that we've seen with DC so far are them trying to be Marvel. They're just aping right. everything that they see Marvel has success with horribly. Yes. And when you're not trying to do the the whole long game, connect everybody in all these movies um, game that Marvel has on lock, then maybe there will be some success if they can actually focus on doing a thing yeah. rather than a thousand things that tie into a thing. Marvel's advantage is that all of their properties are relatively similar in tone. Okay? When you have a 
hero like Batman, whose tone is so incredibly dark, or rather works best when it's done in a dark way, and then you've got Superman, which is kind of more of an optimistic thing. Those two tones are very jarring in the mm-hmm. same movie and in the same universe, so that's why that doesn't work. The Nolan Batman's worked because he was just Batman, and it was it was built for his tone. But like, when were the great examples of it ever working of Batman and Superman being chums? The Super Friends from the 1960s? Like, if you're a Batman purist, Batman should not be in that. It's trash, it's cheese, and it's garbage. Superman and Wonder Woman kind of work in that. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're too tonally different. They should be separate. They should, like, the clever little nods, like in uh, Man of Steel, when Superman's mom is like, you don't want to be running around in Gotham City like that crazy guy, right? Like, (laughs) nod, we exist in the same world, but for them to be shaking hands and do you bleed and all that, fart, noise. I don't know. It worked in the comics. It works in the... Marvel makes it work. Yeah. Like, because, like, of, because of their similar at, tone. No. no I Captain think that's America a, that's a is not the same tone as Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, and then when they meet, and then even, oh, and Thor meets um, with the Star-Lord, and they have that little thing on the, (laughs) Star-Lord, on the, um, it, it, like, the tone is different, but they make it work, and it's so good. But on the tone spectrum, they're close enough. Whereas Batman is Thor. Ragnarok. I think that's the thing, is that with Thor Ragnarok, they were playing a long game with Mm -hmm. making Thor kind of that comedic character that he was in Ragnarok to make him fit really well with uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy Definitely. in Infinity War. But that's the credit. That's the that's to Marvel's credit, yeah. right? This, they they play a long game. Whereas you can't just go from the first Thor, who's this very Shakespearean guy, right. and then put him in with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That right. would never have worked. <laughs> yeah. Well. Ah. But get a hold of this podcast with you here. We're, we're We've totally sp- off the rails we, on one topic. <laughs> we are off the get rails. Get a hold we of spent your own podcast. Almost fifteen minutes on a twenty-second trailer. Let's completely change things. We got a lot of movie and talk and things coming up, but uh, I want to take a zag uh, from this zig and talk about this great thing that Brian found. Was uh, we're talking about Twitch TV a couple podcasts ago? I think big, big popular gaming streaming service. This guy was streaming his game and fell asleep. Um, reportedly for three hours and in that time when he was asleep he was still broadcasting and when he finally woke up there were 200 people watching his stream his name is Jesse D. Streams and uh, it was like it was like proud day for the streams family yeah, right. and it was such such a revelation when he finally finally woke up and people are donating to him as well watching this guy sleep and when he finally Finally woke up. People are like, "Oh my god, he woke up. He's awake. We love you, Dad. Yes. Oh, good day, sir. Oh, it was just like, it was the weirdest, most wholesome." Um, coming together of random people watching some dude sleep and then wake up and he's making money for it. It's just, it was just the silliest, most random thing. And I love that you found this, Brian. Like How did you even did you find this? It was uh, like a consequence of sound thing that was shared, I think. Or, Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. What game was he playing? I, we don't even know. What? It was like focused on him sleeping. So is this how Twitch usually is? That the camera is up your own nostrils? I thought it was supposed to be like a stream of the t- what was going on on the TV. Split screen off. Split screen. Oh. Yeah. I see, right. So they 
probably it probably <laughs> was on a split screen, but they just the video that I saw just focused on the dude. Right. On what's his name? Jesse D Stream. Jesse D Stream. No wonder he went to Mr. like Streams. become a Twitch streamer <laughs> with a name like Jesse D Streams. Um, no, so like I think it was just focused on him. But that kind of because I remember us talking about this a while back on the pod, just in terms of like if you understand Twitch or if you get Twitch because it's like that was I'm not of that generation I'm of the generation that is like if I wasn't that dude in the room with a controller, I'd be fucking bored out of my mind, right? Like, yeah. You know, I just like if there was a two-player, two-player console, and two of my other friends are playing, and I'm just waiting for my turn. I'm itching for my turn. See, now this is interesting because I brought up the full stream. The full stream is titled "Chilling on the Couch." If he's playing something, we don't get to see it, which is not necessarily what the point of Twitch was when it launched out of Justin TV, uh, and or or how it's mainly used is as a gaming platform. This dude is literally chilling. On the couch. <laughs> so he, they was, there was no split screen of. No, I'm watch. I'm at, I'm at to the hour forty nine mark of the video. I've just been scrubbing through, and I don't. Oh, he fell asleep. <laughs> he's, he's asleep now. Uh, and yeah, and I do not see. Nope, nope. He's just he's literally just chilling on the couch. You can see the reflection, the blue light reflection uh, in his glasses. He, he's got something in front of him, uh, but he's not doing much talking. And yeah, he's literally just um, so again. I don't, make, I don't understand that. Like he's making money off of this. It seems so. There's another twenty five dollar donation right there. And you know what? I, like maybe other people will will try to get on this train and you know watch me fall asleep for money. Um, but it's always like the first one. It's just it's just so special and it was just so silly and people were so. Uh, happy that he woke up and they're saying we got one and he's here he's awake Glad he, he did it die. good morning dad <laughs> <laughs> signs of life movement oh oh this is it oh it's just so funny when he actually when he actually wakes up um how far until someone does die on twitch number one <laughs> and if oh, all geez, he's doing Paul. is like streaming himself sitting on the couch and then he falls asleep and then he wakes up that's kind of a lateral move <laughs> like honestly this right? is such a non-story <laughs> like i can't believe that that's a thing that watching an ugly, ugly man. He's not that ugly. Don't be so wow. judgmental. <laughs> that's Paul Plastino. That's Paul Dot Plastino. <laughs> yes, at, uh, uh, just as a why. So the uh, Black Widow standalone movie is uh, is still coming, and we hear now that it might have an R rating. And I'd love to know everybody's thoughts on why this might be the thing. Hmm. Oh, Art Aronson has some thoughts. He's lifted the mic. Go. No, I love it. Oh, okay. Obviously, I mean, we've been they've been talking about Black Widow movie for a very long time. You love it because why? Because you like the character. You like the idea that these movies should be a bit more violent. Yes, I do. Okay. And I think if they put it in the same vein as like uh, the Punisher or Daredevil, that yeah, which I know you're fans of, give us a Black Widow from Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Give us that Black Widow in like a foreign land and just brutal espionage, whatever. I will uh, agree with that. I, I I'm in. I'm hundred yeah. percent in. And that's on that. that's my hope. Is that just kind of how we were talking about earlier with like Thor becoming, you know, he can fit now with the Guardians of the Galaxy because tonally they've changed him in Ragnarok to this comedic character. That's my hope is that this is a long game play and that Black Widow is gonna have a lot more really cool badass violent scenes that's gonna actually make her fit in with a storyline with the Punisher. Because they actually have a couple of storylines in the comic books and in cartoons and all that. 
like and yeah. stuff that they like their characters really fit well together. And oh, she has the, and she has these cool moments in the Winter Soldier movie where she talks about. Uh, with the Winter Soldier and some of those like like um, you know these spy missions that she was on and mm-hmm. stuff that's the, I want to see those movies well yeah because we never get more than a glimpse yeah. of those and unfortunately for Black Widow in these Avengers movies she's kind of a little bit out of place like it's it's very difficult to be in this world with all these magical things happening and she's a spy she's got guns yeah <laughs> so in a world where that can be really down to earth and you can make a really good movie with that which I personally like a lot I think uh, Black Widow would be perfect for that and Scarlett Johansson has the chop, so I'm 100% in. Kind of also why she fits in so well in The Winter Soldier yeah. is because The Winter Soldier is pretty much like a political well, thriller. It's like The Fugitive. Right? You know, yeah. they're, they're being hunted. They got to hide. So mm-hmm. and th- that, this is what they're good at. And it's rated R, so I guess you know Marvel will be going out on a limb and uh, having uh, Black Widow as she's kind of a minor character in most of the Avenger movies and then have her as the lead character. I guess that's kind of going out on a limb. And then to make it rated R, that's even going out more on a limb. So maybe they're just trying to you know kill two birds with one stone here can i just ask for people that have children like for me when i hear something's gonna be rated r i'm like okay so what like okay you gotta be 18 to go see it but like i guess your kids are are pretty young but like what does an r rating mean even like because when i was 14 if i wanted to go see a rated 18a movie i would just have to ask my mom and she would come with me and that was fine right is is that not how it works yeah my my kids are like my my kids are five and nine so i'm still not gonna let them (laughs) i'm not gonna let them watch the punisher or daredevil or anything like that they know that the punisher daredevil deadpool uh exists Mm -hmm. but they understand that they can't watch it yet but like if Mm. you're 14 like so here like my thing is like why is rated r such a big thing like of course for your kids like all right i i get that you're not going to be taking them to go see Black Widow, but if you're in the 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 demographic where you're making money, you're 13 to 17, let's say, mm-hmm. and you want to go see the Black Widow movie, aren't you gonna go see the Black Widow movie? Like your parents are gonna take you, or you're mm-hmm. gonna get permission or something. So like, why why I guess like why not rate more things are? Why is this such like a barrier? Like ooh, oh. it's gonna be rated R. Well, well okay, go ahead. I was just going to say it's a studio thing, right? Yeah. Because these properties that are Marvel or DC or whatever, they they get a lot of the people that go to the theater are younger people. So I think the, the studio goes out on a limb on creating a rated R movie, which means they're kind of cutting out half of their fan base yeah. to go see the movie. But like buy what half, yeah. though? Because like I'm, I'm thinking 13 to 17. So That's- yes, these people are going to go. However, they cannot go on their own. If their parents are not into it, there's a barrier well, to more, entry. more tickets sold then because your parents have to take you. Yeah, but if your parents are not into it, then they won't go and you won't go. Or their parents might say, no, I don't agree with it. This is not a quote-unquote family film. And then that kid doesn't get to spend the money and go. Marvel is more wide appeal on the rest of their movies because they want everybody in there. And I think in these few exceptions where they do make it harder, grittier, into an R rating, they have to be prepared for a cut in sales. Yeah. Because of the difference in the audience. That's so, the whole reason for Once Upon a Deadpool, right? Yeah, but yeah. Once Upon a Deadpool was made so that a guy could take his kids who were, you know, not 
necessarily able to see the R-rated version, you know, just to get a little bit of extra money. But it's right? like, I don't know, this the whole movie rating thing just drives me nuts because it's so arbitrary sometimes. It's archaic is what it yeah, is as well. Well, that's true. And it's arbitrary and like they'll, they go, like, you know how they do this, right? Like they, they present the movie to like a panel of people yeah. who mm. watch it and there's not like a score system per se. No. It's not like if you have seven fucks, you're an no, R-rated there is. movie. You get you get one fuck in a PG thirteen. Mm. You can have a single fuck, but but like for like violence though. For violence, it's, it's, it's not like yeah, it's, it's just totally arbitrary. And yeah. then at the end, they like this panel of old people goes like, mm, yes, this is this is PG thirteen. <laughs> like, I love like, your old people impression. I, uh, I don't know, but no, you I can agree. pretty much know like so with like the Black Widow movie, you can pretty much know then going into that what people in that panel is going to say. I think it's going to be violence. violence? Like, the, the, like, I think the yeah. Black Widow movie is going to be R because of violence. Mm-hmm. And then yes. that, and that's okay. I get that. But there's some movies out there that are rated R that have no violence. And it's just swearing. And it's like, uh, that's Or right. sexual content. But there's there's like scales to everything that will fit you into uh, a particular rating once you cra- cross this threshold of this particular action in this one movie. Well, I'm hoping that the Black Widow movie is rated R because of violence and not swears. I just want to say I love how you keep saying the Black Widow movie because <laughs> it keeps reminding me of the Batman, which is going to be <laughs> the, the next one. I just and I love the way they or say that. The Star Lord. Yes, exactly. I love the Pink Floyd. It used to be called the Pink Floyd. I just I love thes in front of things. Okay, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I can't imagine. What do we all expect? Like, is it going to be that much more violence? Like Black Widow already kicks ass all through the movies that she's in, mm-hmm. well, and blood. I'm never like seeing blood and guts and bone pop out of these guys. Ugh. Is she going to say two fucks in a movie? <laughs> is there, like, I can't imagine that no, Scarlett Johansson is going to gear down and it's going to be like super sexually explicit. Like, how is this going to be a violent well, there's, movie? There's no blood in any Marvel movie. Have you seen any blood in any I've Marvel movie? I've seen blue blood. So there's going to be like splatters of blood. This is what they're going to do is ramp up the gore in this movie. It's probably it just right overall, or? you know, there could it could be a combination language, um, the maybe some sexual content, and and maybe the blood, maybe the, like the intensity of it, broken bones sticking out of mature you know, themes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah like I also can't imagine like though she's going to gear down as well. She's not uh, going to. No. What that are you would, laughing at? It would almost be weird. Because we sounded yeah. like a t- like one of those TV advertisements. <laughs> oh. Mature themes, <laughs> violence, coarse language. Two fucks. Two fucks. Also. 13 to 17 year olds are not going to the movie theater with their parents not to watch something that's rated R there's no like if your mom did that for you god bless Kirsten but like that is not like hey mom I'm 14 and uh, I'm sprouting my first pubes and my hormones are out of control can you please bring me to watch a movie where there's going to be a sex scene in are you joking <laughs> forget it yeah, those 13 to 17 year olds would rather go to their grave have a sex scene in it like I wouldn't be like no. yeah mom go take me to see The Graduate I don't know that is a sex scene in it, right? But like, but like anything, I, I, I just like even if it's just for violence or two fucks, like, but they're not bringing their parents. How, who are they going with? They're sneaking in, like I did. Mm. Oh, okay. you go to another theater or buy a ticket for another My movie. Mom yeah. was Lots of techniques. Or then I just like I'm not going. I'm just not going to see that movie. In really? The yeah, and I think that's what a lot of the 13 to 17 year olds are facing, and that's again why when the studios, like you said, Art, why they, that's a calculated risk, is they're going to see a drop. Those 13 to 17 year olds are just not going to go. If you are 13 to 17 years old, please send us what you do to get into movies at 
You guys said more than two fucks. There's no way there's 17 year olds listening to this. Yeah, way more fucks. That's the other thing that makes it so archaic. It's like, hey, the internet exists now, so kids are exposed to more than two fucks per day all the time, in this podcast especially. So, like. Can you just can you can't you? go to a movie theater and it be in Dolby surround sound? If the fucks are in Dolby, then it's bad. Can't parents just like archaic, <laughs> ridiculous? Can't parents Fuck. just like buy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go Christian, go around you. <laughs> that is creepy. Can't parents like just buy the tickets though? Can you just be like, Mom, I want to go see the Black Widow movie? Can you just go buy a ticket and the kid, or do you have to like actually sit there? I don't yeah. know how this works. Right, you know. Children under eighteen must be accompanied by an adult. Oh, okay. I mean, this yeah. was. See, this why was, does everyone know these disclaimers? No, no. Like, this was the heart. line from a million yeah. years ago okay. when I remember okay. wanting to go to see these movies, and that freaking restricted panther, and that was the line that they had yeah. underneath. <laughs> Those <laughs> bureaucrats at the movie theater, I tell yeah. you. Brian, but, I'm going to send you. I've got the sound clip of the restricted panther. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. Okay. I know the, but the restricted panther is for sex, right? Wasn't it's, it? No, it's for all of that. All I thought it was like a sexy restriction. <laughs> <laughs> the panther does slink yeah. quite seductively. That is true. Yeah, I didn't see the panther armed with any rifles or anything. So That's right. But panthers will kill you or they will seduce you. Let's talk about more blood. Zombieland 2 Double Tap uh, is coming. This uh, this thrills me. And in the... Uh, oh, look, something for the show notes. I'm going to put this in the show notes. Uh, they, they did the, the whole Facebook 10-year challenge, and they lined up uh, Woody Harrelson and the, the three other stars uh, <laughs> from the original poster and then put them in the exact same pose, just aged 10 years later. Yeah. 10-year challenge also to announce Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Very excited about this. Everybody looks pretty much the same except for the little Miss Sunshine girl. Yeah, who's Abigail, um, Abigail yeah. Breslin, who's like, yeah, grown right the heck up. So, uh, yeah, otherwise everybody looks exactly the same. And we also found out that Rosario Dawson and Zoe Deutsch and I'm not sure how to say this Ooh, name. I'm in just for those. Avon Yogia, another person, are going to be uh, in this movie, which <laughs> is a fantastic bump in the casting. I also heard possibly Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. What? What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. How? Well, yeah, Bill Murray's dead. Yeah, no, he died in that movie. That's so stop. funny. stop. You're just being a goof. Uh, no, 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 no. No, you're being serious? I've actually heard, I've actually oh heard a God. rumor that they're, they're going to be in it. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. I would love that so much. Do you know what I take from this? There's not much to extrapolate other than what you've said, bud, but like, hey, studios, Wait a decade if you want to put out a, a, a sequel. We're sequel exhausted over here, mm-hmm. but when you build up a genuine, organic, real amount of hype for your movie, like it's been 10 years, we'll come back and see it rather than be like, quick, strike while the iron's hot, shit out another one that sucks, <laughs> but we'll get their money and then that'll be the death of the franchise and it'll ruin the first one in people's minds. Hopefully, this one, number two, they've had 10 years to think about it. And- and- Measured success. They but know yes. how it goes. Only they know wait the- ten years. Don't wait thirty because we all know what everyone thinks about the Star Wars prequels. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, ten is the like heat point there. Maybe don't wait too right. long. And Maybe Ghostbusters, right. honestly, if we're <laughs> yeah, if we're being go. honest. That's don't talk about Ghostbusters uh, again. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't bring it up again. Uh, no, that's yeah. that's a super good point, Christian. Because at what point does it stop being a sequel and start to become a soft reboot or a remake? Uh, I think when you change the characters, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, because we have all the same actors, I think that's a sequel. 
And they're playing the same people, you know? Yeah, but like Star Wars Force Awakens, how many years later, and it's got the same characters, and it's a continuation of that story, but that is pretty clearly a soft reboot. Yep. Right? Fair. Okay, right? fair. Yeah, I'll that's, give you that. That's kind of... Ten years. It's the ten-year rule. Maybe that's what it is. It's a new t-shirt. Art, did you see <laughs> Zombieland? <laughs> I did not. That's okay. why I'm being very quiet I just realized everybody's talking except for Art, and I realize, oh, I think we've left Because he Art doesn't out. get the zombie apocalypse. He's I don't get established it. this. Okay, and here's right. the thing. You don't need to get the zombie apocalypse to enjoy Zombieland. That's true. Please okay. go see, like, from the opening scene. Uh, uh, I, and I don't want to build it up too much. Just a very enjoyable movie. Right. Well, I love Rosario Dawson and Zoe Douch, so. So just <laughs> imagine that they're in this first yeah, one. They're, they're not. not but uh, but wow. if you were wow. able to, like, <laughs> go in with a syringe and like extract the you know all the comedy out of Zombieland and it was just a straight zombie movie mm-hmm. still works it's still mm-hmm. really good and it gets you in from the ground level so you would enjoy it Art Bad Boys for Lift 3 <laughs> is that how you read it? Oh yeah, no, Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I remember seeing an Instagram story from Will Smith. Man, Will Smith is crushing Instagram these days. He's just, he's so good on there, and everything he does is He's fantastic. probably one of the best celebrities that I follow. And he's, I can't even, he's 50. Yeah. I can't, he's, he's 50 Everything, and I said this before, everything that you're not seeing from his blockbuster movies, because he used to like shit out a blockbuster movie like every year, oh, right? Yeah. And he was kind of like the rock in that vein, where his blockbuster movie movies were like the guilty pleasure he'd want to go see his movies anything that you're not getting from his movies now that like that because he's not making as many now yeah. you get from his instagram it's oh just yeah such a satisfying it account is so well done every time like there's just like a lot of so much thought put into it but it just looks so off the cuff most of the time yeah. you know yet you've got to know looking into this no oh, he's edited these absolutely. videos and yeah oh, for oh sure. yeah anyways i saw uh, his first day on set uh, on uh, Bad Boys for Lift 3 with um, Martin Lawrence. and uh, he, 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 Are you, you going to continue to do that? Yes, sir, I am. I definitely Because it's spelled life, L-I-F, but with a three instead of the E. Oh, that is so clever! Anyways, yeah, I saw him there on his Instagram, <laughs> first day of shooting, and now we have an uh, official image from the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence uh, third uh, installment of Bad Boys for Life. And uh, I, I don't know. First off, who's seen? Who's seen? Let's hands up. Who's seen Bad Boys? Nah, so that's me, me no. Brian, and Art. Who's seen Bad Boys Two? No, that's Brian and Art. And okay, so no Ed, Kirsten or Paul at all. That's no. fair enough. That's funny that that uh, Brian would bring up guilty pleasure and Will Smith because these movies kind of movie. were my yeah. guilty pleasure. Uh, I think I must have seen Bad Boys Two like a thousand times. That's oh, really? See, I saw. Out. I was kind of. I saw Bad Boys One like. It's a a way better times. movie. It is. Oh, is it? Because I kind of. But for whatever reason, I just watched Bad Boys Two over and over okay. and over again that summer. From watching Edgar Wright's <laughs> uh, great movie Hot Fuzz, I thought kind of thought Bad Boys Two was better than the first one because that's, that's all they talked about. As someone that has not seen or doesn't think that I've seen Bad Boys, I just looked it up. It's directed by Michael Bay. Yes, it is. What? All, yeah, yes, it is. All been directed by Michael Bay. Have it got all the like Bayisms, like the big explosions, very much, very much so. walking, yeah. everything that Michael. Michael Bay does in a movie he did in Bad Boys 1 and Bad Boys 2. Sweet. Like the, the camera is always panning, it's always moving, there's always something to look at. <laughs> is there jumping and shooting? You moving. know, there's jumping and shooting the two yeah. guns at the so same time. Like- if you scroll back on Will Smith's Instagram, 
Instagram, so you just followed him, Paul. Yeah. If you scroll back on Will Smith's Instagram, there's this conversation that Will Smith is having with Dave Chappelle, and Dave <laughs> Chappelle is telling him, you know, the smartest thing, like Michael Bay made your career yeah. when he put a brother in a shirt with his shirt unbuttoned, and you're running down the street in the chase scene. That's the best thing that he's ever done for you, because <laughs> it's so because that original Bad Boys uh, chase, like there's this chase scene where they're like running through alleys, they're running through different shops and stuff, trying to chase the bad guys, and there's this slow motion shot of Will Smith running with his shirt kind of unbuttoned, and he's running, he's running, he's running. Just and then, rippling and yeah. slow-mo, and it just looks... It's like the best thing. Yeah. Bad Boys 2, it exhausts you, that movie. It's just all the stunts <laughs> that happen in that really? movie from start to finish. I remember just loving it as a teenager. I, just I loved it, and I fucking hated it <laughs> as well. Why? Because it's a shitty-ass movie. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. It's so bad, but it's just for, like, for action alone, it's just, it's it's fun to watch, but it's such a shitty movie. Hey. Hey. It's so bad. They're, like, in Cuba. I'll tell you what's shitty, the music, uh, the soundtrack for it. The shitty. soundtrack is awesome. Are you oh kidding me? Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> Those are guilty pleasure songs. They're not good, but they're... P. Diddy? Yeah. What Shake Your Tail the... Feather? Oh, yeah. Nelly? Yeah. yeah. With Nelly and yeah. P. Yeah, Diddy, sweet. and yeah. Takes me back. Yeah. Um, 2003, I think. <laughs> it works. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so it's funny because, like, this is one of those ones where it's like, yeah, Bad Boys 2. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get the appeal, but again, it was a shit movie. But then they waited how many years until Seven. Bad Boys 3? Seven mm-hmm. years, there you go. Which is why I'm going to go watch it. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I will say that I appreciate the clever, dumb three in the name. I like when movies do this. I thought it was a huge missed opportunity when Stuart Little 2 wasn't Tuart Little. Oh, I, I kind of love that stuff, too. Okay. That's great. I yes. see that. Missed opportunity. I, see I like that. that. Yeah. yeah, Bad Boys for Lift 3. Should be good. Um, okay, I don't think we've had quite enough Paul yelling yet. Oh. Hot Wheels live action movie coming. Go. <laughs> I'm not going to yell about that. Liar. I think you're whispering on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly calm, guys. I never yell. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it could be okay. I th- if 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 it's real cars, <laughs> if it's wait what you if it's real what? cars it's though, real but cars? like these things have flames on the diecast toys. They're all like Hot Wheel cars. Oh, see, there's the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> you goaded him, Brian. Well done. <laughs> Not Hot Wheel cars like doing a loop to loop. Like you might as well be that old '80s commercial, be like Hot Wheels, the loopy loop thing. Right. Yes, and the guy with the well mustache. Done. But if you're using or is that real- micro machines, never mind. That's no. If you're using real cars, then you just have boring Fast and the Furious. Brian, <laughs> <No. laughs> this is what I said: is that I want if it's a good cast, if it's well written, if it's a, even a halfway decent story and real car chase scenes and not CGI trash and nonsense, that could be really good. But if it's just CGI nonsense, then hack! Terrible! Unnecessary! Garbage! Digging at the bottom of the well! Terrible! Yep. Uh, putting Hot Wheels to bed! Yeah, that, that could be said for like 90% of movies, though. I don't mind the mining of these classic franchises like uh, the direct parallel is Margot Robbie now playing Barbie, right? Okay, I get it. People like Barbie still, do they? 
How do Barbie dolls sell these days? Do children still play with Barbies? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You're mining. There's just a lot more competition now. Sure. But you've got a mine. You've got a known property, and you want to mine it, and you want to put Margot Robbie in it. That's fine. If the movie's good, then who cares? Pirates of the Caribbean. Great example. We're making a movie out of a amusement park ride. What are you crazy? That's garbage nonsense. Oh wait, it's a great movie, right? So maybe Barbie will be good. Maybe Hot Wheels will be good. It's going to be about cars. Why not make it about real cars? Why not get a really, really great stunt director to make actual cars do really cool things? Fast and the Furious, but shitty, like Brian said. <laughs> what? I feel like I feel like is Death Proof a shitty movie? Death Proof with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, but it's not about the cars. That's about of course the people it is. in the cars. No, of course it's Tarantino doing a love letter to movies the, with car chase scenes yeah, when they actually used the real cars, cars and it real stunt called, drivers. Like, car stunt movie. I don't. The know. car's name is Death Proof. <gasps> and in the trailers for that, he they they touted that they touted the the real live action non. CG elements of the movie because of people like you, I, I think. In my darkest timeline, when I read your reply about this and how you really didn't want it to be CG cars, I thought of I thought of this thing, this piece of video that would escape from the filming of the movie and that you would see, you know, some actors in the real cars and, you know, they'd be doing the interviews, just a little behind the scenes thing. And that would be all you and all the other, you know, real car people would need. Yeah. And you'd go and enjoy the movie and it would be a great success. And then they come back later and they say, we CG'd that behind the scenes clip. That never happened. The cars were never real. And then we've watched the reaction. I don't know why. I it would never happen. <laughs> come on. I know a CGI car chase versus a real one. Do you, though? Of course I do. Do you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> one in the Arctic. Probably not real. <laughs> Jumping out of a building with a car from 20 stories up. Could be fake. I can see the strings. So... I don't know. Who are you making the movie for? Look at Yeah, who is it for? Is it for kids? No. It's got to be for kids. I think it's like everything else. It's for us gatewaying with their kids or nephews or but, nieces or whatever. Okay, so the thing is here with Hot Wheels, it's like a toy based on, or like, it's, I think it's die cast cars. the direct parallel is the Lego movie to be, not the Barbie movie. Yeah, but even with Lego, mm-hmm. like Lego, you can have characters. These are die-cast cars. Have you not seen what? cars? I know, exactly. But that's the thing. That's the <laughs> only thing bad, that I could see is that these Hot Wheel cars have eyes and, you yeah. know, and they're, yeah. they're sentient and they, oh, they it's a story about that. them. That's cars. Yeah. But, okay, so what about Hot Wheels? Are you going to make a story? Because Barbie, sure, she's a character, right? Uh, Transformers, they're a character. They sure, have their yeah. own story and they're from Cybertron and, and all this. Yeah. Hot Wheels are colorful die-cast cars. What? Mm-hmm. What possible story can you make that isn't Fast and the Furious? That's a really fair point, honestly. It's true. Yeah, and I want to... I, I assume it's going to be like similar to Fast and the Furious. There's going to be people obsessed with their cars and racing them or whatever. Um, what One comparison is there was a movie that came out in Fuck You, It's January a few years ago <laughs> um, called Monster Trucks. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it was... That. I don't know if it was directly based on this toy line, but there was a toy line that I think maybe was even Mattel, and I think it was like an offshoot of Hot Wheels. Mm -hmm. I remember it was in the McDonald's Happy Meal um, for one year. It was these uh, trucks that then you like pressed on the back of them and they like lifted up. They looked like trucks but then they opened up and their mouths. Yeah, they had like claws and mouths. Yeah, they were monster trucks. Even still, that has a bit of a premise to it. You can make a movie out of that. They did. It wasn't a great movie. That's what I mean though. If it's CGI, which it was, just CGI trash nonsense. I remember the one you're talking about now. That that looked awful. It's not even worth talking about. We would not... 
we had been doing this podcast when that movie came out, we wouldn't even talked about it aside just to say, fuck you, it's January. Look at the garbage they're putting out right now. Oh. So is Hot Wheels going to be that or could they do something cool with it? Well, it's, wait a second, though, because it says Hot Wheels live action movie. So it is going to be, unless they're going like the Disney version where they're like, this is the live action Lion King. Right. And it's like, well, it's right. fucking CGI. What are you talking about, Disney? This isn't live action. This is not yeah, animation. No. So it is Basically, gonna, it's going to take place in the real world. To take place yeah. in the real world, there'll be cars. There'll probably be a group of people driving the cars that maybe just don't say family as much. <laughs> and then <laughs> the rock will be in it. They're yeah. going to have lots of Corona. I mean, no, no, there won't be any Corona. I have a thought. Go on. If I were to predict how this movie plot line, plot wise, would would work out, it would be, let's say, uh, a father and daughter oh. playing with their Hot Wheels toys, and then they get shrunk, and then they get to play in the Hot Wheels toys. <laughs> and that's honey, I shrunk the kids. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang it! Uh, Rick, I the father's played by Rick Moranis. <laughs> oh, I would love him to come back. Here's the new <laughs> law that I'm gonna write a bill and get oh, passed geez, into law: is that if your movie is gonna be a bunch of CGI bullshit you can't call it a live action movie no more yeah. so even this Lion King I'm not mad at it for being CGI or the Jungle Book or anything you can't say like hey we're doing a live action remake of the Jungle Book no you're not you're doing a CGI remake of Jungle Book with a single human actor in it say that in terms- we're doing a CGI remake we're doing a CGI version of, of Hot Wheels because I'm sorry, you're selling me cartoons. To tell me it's live action, you're not. I wouldn't go and see a Star Wars cartoon movie in the theater. I didn't go and see the first Clone Wars movie, right? Because it was a cartoon. I only go to see that in the movie Oh, theaters. you have to watch Clone Wars. That's no. Oh, and, um, okay, <laughs> oh, so same with this. If all you're going to put up on screen is a bunch of computer animated bullshit, then call it that. It's not live action. I Nothing agree. about that is live. In terms of transparency, I fully agree with you. I think we probably just haven't found the word for it, but I would predict that 10 years into the future, yeah, we're going to be talking about these things, you know, animated feature, live action, CG or whatever they decide to call it. Yeah. I think that's a, a really good distinction to make. And that, yeah, for the sake of being honest with your audience and giving them the credit, that, yeah, that is something that uh, they should be transparent about. Do it percentage-wise, even. If, like, you know, over 50% of your movie, you know, it's like when you weigh in characters and environments is all green screen and CG, that's enough. It's a CG movie. It's not live action. So Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's a CG movie. Jungle Book. Great example. The Lion King. 100% computer animated. That's not live action. Aristocrats. Aristocats. They'll probably remake that, right? Undoubtedly. Aristocats, the movie. Well, they're making cats. Did you know that? Oh! They're doing a live action cat. That's going to be later movie. this year. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be in December. Yeah. What was the, what's the f- cat with the funny name in that? Uh, Mr. Metastopheles? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's a good cat? Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to be, do you think they're going to be CGI cats or do you think it's going to be like the people play in Broadway or uh, people makeup. are dressed as cats? I think it's going to be like the Broadway play, but they're no. going to do like weird like Whoville makeup on them. Oh, that's disappointing. That's I, I want CGI cats. Well, <laughs> oh but God, don't call it live action. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're just cats. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Paul hashtag here. We're developing like character catchphrases for each of us. There's something here with Paul. I know it. I love the the headline for this next one. Ben Affleck signals Mm. (laughs) Get the bat signal? Yes. Batman departure. I'm not Batman. 
So Ben Affleck retweeted a story, uh, I believe it was Deadline, that the next Batman movie will move forth without him. What are our thoughts on this? Art? <laughs> I would never speak ill of a Bostonian on this such such a big week for <clears throat> Boston people. Oh. <laughs> it's Super Bowl. It's a Super Patriots Bowl. Okay, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. and Ben yeah. Affleck. Sports yeah. ball. Okay, I understand now. Right. Uh, you call him a fellow Bostonian? Like you've adopted yeah. the city as your own? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went to Boston in September, and after <laughs> that, that from there. the Red Sox won the World Series, and while well, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. So that's why it's talking like this. All right. You can, yeah. yeah. I'm going to move now there you only eat yeah. Chowder. Oh, Chowder. <laughs> Chowder. But anyways, the you mosh. were saying... The solid six. Move your garbage car! But you were saying... In the mosh. Uh, I think this is uh, crappy news for DC. I think Ben yeah. Affleck in a Matt Reeves, the Batman movie, was going to be spectacular. And yeah. that's the movie I wanted to see. I don't give a crap about Batman versus Superman or Suicide Squad or whatever squads they have coming up. I thought that Ben Affleck, just as Batman, in just a single Batman movie, was going to be fantastic. So this is very upsetting uh, that they couldn't get this together and make a movie work. Because they'd been been talking about this for years, right? That Batman was going to be, or Ben Affleck was going to write this movie, Mm -hmm. and maybe even direct it. He was going to direct it. Yeah, he was even going to direct it. So uh, this sucks. It does Uh, seem like a strange move, definitely. And the Batman in... Batman versus Superman was actually probably the best part of that movie, right? A thousand percent. Yeah. And he brought it. Uh, Justice League, he didn't give two shits, and it showed. So, he didn't even work out. Yeah. He just wearing a bodysuit the whole time. Yeah, so... <laughs> he was this, boozing all hard. He had yeah. fat booze neck and everything. <laughs> yeah, so this kind of sucks. So they're moving on from Batman. It's unfortunate, but that's... Oop. that's DC's got to go somewhere with this, and it's just going to be rebooted all over again. Well, I don't want another Batman, though. I feel like Batman's starting to be like Spider-Man. Like, I would have liked mm. a Ben Affleck Batman. I would have been on board for that. But other than that, like, well, do we need another Batman? Like, this, He's it's, James Bond, basically. That is... <laughs> Part yeah. of the problem with after the Chris Nolan movies, they were just those movies were just so. Just wait ten years. So good, right? Like, <laughs> and then we can have yeah. another Batman. You, you know, know what though is that uh, those Chris Nolan movies are wonderful, but they're a little. Like, they're just, like, real. They're really, really real, right? That was the whole thing. Super, super duper based in reality. And that's great. And they work, and they're totally great. But the thing I liked about the scenes in Batman versus Superman was that you got a little bit more of a comic book, gritty comic book Batman. So he was doing, like, crazy jumps and flips that were totally unrealistic, but still gritty and dark. And it kind of worked. I know. I know. I get it. There's been a Batman forever. And... <laughs> oh. <laughs> To Val Kilmer, is that your, is that your cue? The U2 song. There's always been a fucking Batman, and we've had, like, campy as fuck. We've had Tim Burton as fuck. We've had Christopher Nolan super realistic. This was a good opportunity to get it really right in that, like, comic book fun, but also dark and gritty place. Like, as much as there's been a thousand million Batmans... I could do one more <laughs> for right now. Yeah, I could have. See, yeah, I think the thing is, it. though, um, the reason I, when we sent this out to us, and the reason I wasn't surprised is because it had been going back and forth, back and forth as to whether or not Ben Affleck is in or out as Batman. And the last thing I, I did remember hearing about this is that the Matt Reeves, the Batman, is actually going to take place. 
before even the events of Batman versus Superman. It's oh. actually going to be kind of focusing back on on sort of backstory and and, and what happened, which is. I find is still kind of interesting, it, and it would have been still interesting if if Ben Affleck had played it. He would just have to work out a little bit more and <laughs> look a little younger. Um, but so it, you're saying like explain why the Robin costume is so that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that we spent all this time in Batman versus Superman looking at the Robin costumes, like oh fuck, what happened there? Yeah, like right. there's a ha ha jokes on you, Batman. Maybe it was Robin that wrote that. Maybe Robin became the Joker. Oh. You know all this stuff that that could have happened because he he had said 20 years in Gotham, so he had been Batman for over 20 years and there's a whole lot of backstory that hadn't been explored which is why I was kind of excited for the Matt Reeves the Batman or if it was Ben Affleck that you know I think that's what they were planning on doing and it just kind of got derailed because of you know you know Justice League kind of failed Batman versus Superman didn't do so well other things were not doing really well the worst thing the worst thing that they did with that Batman is fuck the Joker up so badly Mm -hmm. right in trying to either be different from or build on Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't know what they were doing with that Jared Leto Joker, but they completely balls that character up. Yeah. You know, you have to differentiate from Jack Nicholson. You have to differentiate from Heath Ledger. So that's where they went. There's got to be another direction that works with that Batman. That's why there's this glimmer of hope in me in, in terms of <laughs> thinking that maybe this Joker wasn't even the original Joker. Maybe this Joker, maybe Jared Leto was Robin okay. before. That's and neat. maybe yeah. he, he he, he got into a point where he turned himself into the Joker because he went crazy. Sure. Right? And that's that's happened in the comic books before, right? And there's like a better Joker. Yeah. That's a real, like, arch And villain. then that's right. kind of where I thought they were going to be going with, uh, with Joaquin Phoenix, but it doesn't even look like this is all connected. Oh, God. The Joker in Gotham, the TV show, is really good. Or the person that, like, looked like they were going to start <laughs> making him to the Joker. But the fucking reveal at the end was so stupid. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. Because they spent all this time. Have you seen Gotham? No. Have you seen I, that? I fell out of it after in the second season. I, so think. The I guy, really enjoyed it. The guy yeah. that looked like he was going towards being the Joker, he was very Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like very much his character was Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. uh, Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. But it just turned out that he was like, so he dies uh, and his twin brother oh, comes no. to like his funeral or something <laughs> no. and then there's this thing that basically this chemical oh, that, no. that turns you crazy as no, crazy as no, his dead no. brother was oh, so he goes geez. he's all innocent and he goes and gets this shit sprayed on him <laughs> and now he becomes the Joker oh, what is this a 1970s sake. soap opera no you don't twin well, brother like come building on. it up building it up yeah. building it uh, knocking it the fuck down Sucks. There was all this, uh, like, I don't know if it was true, but there was all this um, talk about the reason they did that and they kind of changed the direction is because so many people loved his portrayal of the Joker. Yeah. And it was kind of going to start to overshadow, like, Jared Leto and was, because that was before Suicide Squad. Yeah. And and DC or whoever was like, oh, fuck, everyone loves this Gotham Joker, but we have this Jared Leto Joker that we want to bank on. Mm. So we're just going to, like, yeah, kill him and sabotage him. What an awful, awful. (laughs) It was really dumb, but I think that's why it ended up being so stupid was just because they were trying to salvage the Jared Leto Joker and the Jared Leto Joker isn't 
great, but I think a lot of people were pissed off about it too because when you saw the advertisements for Suicide Squad, people thought the Joker was going to be in it way more. Like Jared yeah. Leto is in that movie for three or four minutes. <gasps> what? He even oh, said man. oh yeah, cut out of a lot yeah. of the scenes. Dang. So I think like it wasn't a great Jared. He was totally insane in that movie, but. I think that if people had been given more or there was just this, it looked like he was a movie about the Joker and he was in it for four minutes. Wow. Um, I think maybe if he'd done more with it, then people would have liked it more. Did we, were we going to get into the Star Wars or no? Oh yeah, I guess we missed that. Right, right, right. I don't want to go too conspiracy theory on this. I, it, tell, it felt clickbaity to me. It felt very honest. clickbaity to me. Here's here's the headline: C-3PO actor Anthony Daniels posts emotional tweet about the droid after rapping on Episode Nine. But this does not necessarily mean that he's going to die in a scrap heap, Paul. No, no, of course he is. He's going to die. Oh, geez, it's going to be go. just like Terminator Two. He's going to oh, get lowered geez. into the like <laughs> thumbs up the, the <laughs> molten thing, and he's going to thumbs up because you can't. Otherwise, I mean, we've seen C-3PO dismembered and blown up, and you know, it's like turn around, Chewbacca. I can't see what's going on. Great scene, but uh, <laughs> like you can't kill him unless he gets lowered in Terminator Two style, and that's what's going to happen. It's, it's very funny. emotional. Art Dito will be like crying motor like, fluid oh, down his face. Sounds like like. Uh, like Toy sad, Story 2 Like when they're beats. going in the thing Yeah, yeah. exactly like, They're all holding hands That's how going in the is going to die Yeah that's all oh, It's going to be really emotional I'm going to cry So BB-8 is so good That you don't need BB-8 is like an R2-D2 It's not like a C-3PO. Yeah but you can't get rid of R2-D2 That's He's kind of replacing It's both, not Star Wars Actually like right? C-3PO was barely in the last two movies it's And true. we don't need him anymore really So don't let's lower that, him Paul. Yeah let's lower him into A no. garbage chute Or oh a God. molten lava and Isn't that the thing With these new Star Wars You bring back a beloved character And kill him <laughs> off You killed him uh, Killed Han Solo We can't kill C-3PO uh, Where you yeah. go That's enough That's enough from C-3PO Did you guys hear the other rumor? No, so. please. It was just a rumor, but... Uh, I'm not ready for it. No, poor Kirsten. She's it? hyperventilating in the corner <laughs> here. It? That Hayden Christensen was oh. going to reprise his what? role. What? No, he's not. <laughs> no. They love spreading I've heard this. No. I've heard this. Equal apologists no. love spreading this around. He's going to come back as a ghost or whatever. Yeah. Never. Let's Never. Call, let's call both Don't of you think this is like rumors. a redeeming moment for Hayden Christensen? <laughs> no. no. Not no. particularly. No, and he JJ will. made it so clear. Clear that the prequels are trash and they're trying to dif- differentiate and oh, distance we're just gonna, we're just gonna ignore that they ever happen. Yes, that's, that's pretty much. Doing. They're out of the I, canon. Okay, I don't hate the prequels. Oh boy. And no, I don't. What do you mean? Oh boy, I don't hate the prequels. Like, yes, the sand is terrible and gets in your skin, and I hate it. It's coarse, but it's coarse. Thank you. It's like <laughs> awful. It's awful, and the love story is awful, and the writing is awful. But Revenge of the Sith is a good movie. I would rate Revenge and of the Sith over maybe maybe not the originals, but maybe over some of the reboots. I agree. Revenge I agree. of the Sith is yeah. a good movie. It's the best of the three, but it's still yeah. not. No, it's all, so it's good. Not good. Oh. Well, Darth Maul is and great, too. I, that's the thing. I was, I was just trying, trying to Can get I a word in here. Can I just talk about Ewan McGregor? I one character. Darth Maul would have been a great character if they'd let him live more than one movie. Yeah, and one line and three minutes of screen yeah. time does yeah. not a good movie I make. feel so bad for Ewan McGregor. Because his Obi Wan was correct. so 
good. Phenomenal. He yeah. like I watched. And he evolved movies. it over the movies. Oh you know, it was incredible. We yeah. watch these movies like once a year. We'll watch them in whatever order. Um, and he, he like he's so good in those movies. He holds them like watching yeah. Ewan McGregor be Obi Wan in those movies. I feel so bad for him yeah. because he is doing such a fucking good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just yeah, the writing is is, is not that love story that's just jammed in there. Is awful. I don't think we have enough time. To no, no, we can't. But anyway, they're not that bad. They're not. I don't think they're they're that awful. Anyways, Revenge of the Sith is good. I just feel like this could be kind of a more defining. Well, you know, but no. No, they should never bring Hayden, Hayden Christian. Christensen I don't, back. I don't yeah. think that's going to hey, happen. Hayden Christensen is a good actor. <laughs> the only way that Did you guys this... ever see Life as a House? Yeah, I love Life, Life as a House. Does he follow someone who is freaking fantastic in that movie? I, gives him a handjob or something? I, <laughs> Isn't that the yeah, yeah, So the only way I'm going to like Hayden Christensen in this movie is if he is a stormtrooper who follows someone out to their Imperial shuttle and gives him a hand. We not. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay, so that was geek anything. news. Let's, <laughs> let's end this section. Let's wrap. It's not happening. Help me here. Oh my god. Um, do we have any reviews and recommendations of things we have seen recently? We watched Bohemian Rhapsody. That's ah. me and Paul. Oh, so Together. you are doing your uh, Oscar thing. Yes, okay. we are. Successfully made it to one Oscar-nominated movie. That's good. And what did you think? It was Solid good. Six. <laughs> Solid six, yep. It gets yeah. a seven. Oh. oh. Jump back. Yeah, it gets a seven. Uh, the guy who played Freddie Mercury. I can't Remy remember his Malik. Name. Yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, I don't think it's best picture-esque ever. And it got the Golden Globe for best picture, which for me is a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's a great sing-along film. And uh, go see it for sure. It's good. Nice. Paul? As far as recommendations, no, you saw it as well. I just thought you'd, <laughs> yeah, you were too there. You know it. what? It would just—I would go too long. I've got too many thoughts on it. Oh um, my! You should see it and form your own opinion. Yeah, about Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yeah, it's just a whole other thing. Yeah, okay. it's—it's. It's, I don't know. I, I can. Uh, so my quick summary of maybe what you're thinking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Did you see it too? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, um, yeah Remy Malek is amazing. Yeah. He should probably win the Best Actor for it. Ooh. So 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 good. But the story itself. Is so vanilla. It's yeah. like Queen yeah. was this band. They had like crazy parties, like with literal midgets walking around with cocaine on their heads. Oh my um, god! That, that like crazy, and they've just like taken what Queen was and made it so vanilla and made it so this story. And it's like Brian May like who was one of the producers yeah. um, did not want to do the crazy story of Queen and you just get this like really soft like whatever story yeah and the pacing didn't help because the they tried to cover too much they tried to cover and then, too much and then like it would be like like the movie would be like oh here's this really terrible thing like Freddie Mercury left the band and he's having orgies and getting AIDS and then it would be like a minute later they'd be like and it's all resolved now yeah. And now oh, we're happy. A Star Trek ending, great. Brian May. What did you give it out of ten? What did you have? Um, I think I gave it. I think I gave it a seven. Like I liked it. I liked Queen. I thought Remy Malek was great. I thought it was a, a nice story. If you don't know anything about Queen, to introduce you to the band and what they did, but it doesn't really go that deep into anything about Queen. It's a very a very surface movie. Um, and what's interesting to me about it is that originally, instead of Remy Malek, it was supposed to be. Um, it's 
Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, um, man. Who would have been great. Sure, um, he's a chameleon. He actually ended up leaving because him and Brian May were having such differences because Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to make this crazy queen movie. He would have been perfect Like, for he that. wanted to make the crazy queen movie. Like, this is the story of Freddie Mercury. And Brian May was like, mm. well, and so they, that might be left. better for a documentary. He huh. wanted, Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to focus on Freddie's personal life and, you know, it's like his kind of role as a gay icon and all of that. Mm-hmm. And Brian May was like, nope, you gotta, you gotta get us in there right and we will rock you and make it more of like a queen rising to glory movie, which, uh, yeah, I agree. It was kind of a raw movie. Anyways, I get, like I said, yeah. we could go all day on just this one movie. But, it, was a good, um, it was a good movie. It, worth seeing. Not, not worth, gonna, not best picture. Not now, best picture. Paul, I know you've seen Vice too then. Yeah. So who would win best actor out of the two? Um, and it really is, I think, a race between these two guys, Christian Bale for becoming Dick Cheney and Rami Malek for becoming Freddie Mercury. And Which honestly, is so weird and funny because those two are the top stars in Mr. Robot. Rami Malek no and Mr. Robot. That's yeah. right. I didn't know Christian Bale was in that. Um, I give it to Christian Bale, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Rami really? Malek did a great job, but no, I like there were <laughs> moments where like Christian Bale, for most of that movie, just disappears mm-hmm. and you're watching Dick Cheney on screen. That's so, really great. That's what you him. want. Yeah. Nice. I've watched, uh, yeah, I've got my, my kid. I'm watching stuff on Netflix with my kid on occasion, and I just finished a series called Hilda, which is sort of, I don't know, you, you might pass right by it. I'm not sure how she was recommended to it, but it's a really neat world. It's, the, it's, a, it's a cartoon. It's a sweet little girl um, in, in the middle of a forest. It's this strange sort of fantasy forest. There are these, there are these puffball things called woofs, and they, and they fly through. There are, they're, they're called woofs? Yeah, W-O-F-F, but they're called woofs. And, they, they, and they, they're just like a thing. It's just like, it's just like how seagulls would fly around here. There's just these big fluff balls with no <laughs> wings or anything, just sort of propelled in their own motion. There are giants, like, gig, like huge things the size of mountains when they sit down that are just sort of in the world. And then there are also these teeny tiny little elf, elf things that... that a lot of creature, creatures are hybrids, like she has a, a, an animal named Twig, which is sort of a cross between a dog and a deer. Um, and it's just a fun, strange little world. Very catchy theme song by Grimes, by the way. Cool. When the, when the intro goes, the intro is this really cool, um, just like a display of little bits uh, from the entire first series. You just see Hilda running from scene to scene to scene, and this great catchy music. And then the title, Hilda, comes up, and there are two credits. One is Theme Song by Grimes, and the other is Created by, I'm sorry, I don't even remember your name, because I'm stuck on Theme Song by Grimes. Anyways, great theme song. Um, yeah, 13 episodes, regular uh, course, I think they call it, your 13, your 13 episode run, and a great little series. Yeah, just a strange just a normal enough fantasy world a normal enough little girl who starts in this in this crazy forest with trolls you know rocks that become trolls at sunset and and she spends a bit of time there and then she moves to the city and she makes friends and but there's still lots of cool it's it's like everyday fantasy it's just like if you were living in a fantasy world but it's just like you're just living your life it's not anything is the fantasy is not the story the fantasy is the background i really enjoyed it i would recommend it uh, not even necessarily to somebody with a kid, although that would help. Hmm. 
And then you also saw Carmen San Diego. The first episode. Um, this is a Netflix cartoon. Yes. It's yeah. Kind of a little bit more kiddy. Yes. So Carmen San Diego in this case is I'm going to guess she's probably around 13 to 15. Right. Reminds me of Kim. Well, Possible. no, that you're just you're just in the first oh, yeah, episode. It does look like Kim. So the oh. first episode. Is oh, that's just right. These are origin Carmen story. San Diego. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. And oh, then yeah. eventually it goes to right. she's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because the the series the, the thing opens on her being an adult, and then yeah, sorry, that's right. It, it starts it, it starts her her back. I've only, I've only seen episode one, which is of a two-parter, which is the origin story, and then we get into the whole thing. But I quite enjoy it. It's a very nice, nicely stylized uh, cartoon. Um, well acted so far. There's a Canadian who features very nicely in it. Cool. Uh, a kid on this side of uh, Niagara Falls who goes by the name Player, and he's uh, he's in in her earring and is well, her Do you know who, who Player is? No, no. He's Finn, Finn Wolfhart. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Stranger Things. Sweet. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Um, he's got a great voice. I saw three episodes so far of it because I was watching it with my kid and I was trying to tell my kid you gotta watch this because we used to play this computer game called Carmen <laughs> San Diego where in the world is Carmen San Diego and then there was a television was a show game show yeah, yeah. The game show and uh, you know you go do it Rockapella and then these guys would sing and <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. so, uh, wow you guys yeah. cannot be in Rockapella no um, well, nope. they were just singing different songs if yeah. they were singing the same song to me it's still it it it's cool. It's like an introduction to kids and and getting kids in into like the idea of like oh you got to learn where your geography you know, learn, learn geography learn cool things about other places other than home right yeah. and that's what Carmen San Diego did for me when I was playing the computer game because it's like you would learn you'd have to follow the the clues oh, that's what I loved about the computer game to find out where she was you have to actually follow the clues as to where she went oh she was gonna, talking about uh, standing under the Eiffel Tower oh I gotta go to France you know. Right. Right, right, right. So like it, that was that was kind of a cool thing. I haven't really gotten that sort of same vibe from the show yet, but like it, it's pretty enjoyable yeah. so far. I love the game show so Me much, too. which yeah. Rockapella was on. Yeah. And I'm just remembering that host at the end. Remember the end thing was you had to really know your geography and place the markers it on was the like map. The beacons, on the map. The beacons, beacons and then they would light up, it <laughs> and the guy so would be good. yelling at you. You'd have like 30 seconds. He'd be like Nicaragua. I said Nicaragua. But like you gotta that, run. To, yeah, you have to run. Yeah. Get the beacon and wah, like, bring wah. it back. Yeah, oh, that so was good. great. That show. was a good game. I love that. Listen up, Gumshoes. The lady who played Chief is in the movie Warriors. You know, Warriors come out to play. Yay. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. I know She's that from the, the promo ra- that we run on the radio station. Yeah. Um, I don't know the movie. It's a great movie, and she's the radio host <laughs> in that movie. And then she's Chief in Carmen San Diego. Fun fact. That's cool. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, she was excellent in that. Yeah, I've just uh, little little things that I've been watching. I don't really have much else to review, but. Uh, I, I have enjoyed those things on on the Netflix. I, I'm in kind of January, fuck you, it's January mode, and I'm binge watching The Office again. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Just finished that. Uh, you ever, on November. Facebook, if you follow the Facebook page Scrantonicity, that's so what? funny. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, There's a Facebook page for the band Scrantonicity. It's called, it's called Scrantonicity, uh, oh. and it's just, it's it's subtitled like The Office memes and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have oh, like okay. little videos. A lot of the videos that they have are, are the actual bloopers from the, the Office. Nice. I can sit and watch those all day. I did so sit and watch those all day ones. They're fantastic. So Steve Carell was talking about uh, the basketball episode in the first season, right? And, you know, there's that scene with... um um, what's his name? Roy? Uh, no, no, no. Um, why am I having a brain block? Describe right him. Brian uh, Rosenbaum, the guy, that's the actor that plays um, 
I am having a brain block right what now. What does the person do? Uh, he's the idiot in the back, the sales guy. Kevin? Or, or oh. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, sorry. Kevin. Kevin Malone. So Kevin's like shooting hoops and he's like really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the actor that plays him, Brian Rosenbaum, I think his name is, and he's... So he's on the side while they're filming the episode, and he's, like, just swishing everything, yeah, yeah. right? And because he's, he's actually good at basketball. Mm-hmm. So Steve Carell is like, oh, guys, you got to get footage of this. And then they added it because Steve Carell is like, man, you got to add this. Because nice. it's such, yeah. a, funny, nice. yeah, so such a funny twist because you went yeah. with Stanley over that because exactly. Stanley was black. Yeah, exactly. So it was just a perfect Scott Michael Scott moment. Yeah, That's right? fantastic. Yeah. Well, and it's like uh, Steve Carell being an excellent skater and yeah. how they, they worked in a lot of that in a couple it. of the episodes. Yeah. So. so I just thought that was like a perfect Michael Scott moment and Steve Carell was talking about it this week and I thought that was great. There you go. Recommendation. Watch The Office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over and over again. I've seen the whole thing many times. Nice. I want to uh, review and recommend a Star Trek Discovery but I haven't really been able to get through the couple of episodes that have been on. I don't know. It's not really capturing my attention as much as I wanted to. I'm still going through those short treks. I'm, I've yeah. gotten two done. I've, I've enjoyed the ones that I've seen. I'm working my way through the, the Saru episode. Right. And then I'll do the fourth, and then I'll get to Brother, which was the first Working episode. Working my way through is definitely a recommendation for me to I'm, watch sometime. I know, right? <laughs> I wish I could recommend. I want it to be good, but I'm just like kind of finding myself distracted. Um, the one thing that really caught my attention this week, though, is I blasted through the first three ep- available episodes of True Detective Season 3. Mm. Unreal. Right. So good. Um, I know I haven't watched all the like true crime documentaries of Ted Bundy and everything that I we're all supposed to watch on Netflix right nah. now. I'll watch them for you. But True Detective <laughs> is rad this season. And I'll also say I'm really enjoying the final season of uh, Kimmy Schmidt, which has come out on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. If you want something a little lighter and a good laugh, this is one that's uh, crushing it for me. We love Aaron from The Office. That's it. So, that's okay. the connection. Yeah. <laughs> I am also uh, watching Kimmy Schmidt because I was working my way through <laughs> Iron Fist. Oh, God. Oh. I have to watch Iron Fist so that I can watch Daredevil, which I love, so that I can watch Punisher, which is only a six out of ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and say you don't really have to. Uh, watch. Thirteen hours. It's a lot. Uh, you really have to watch Iron Fist to watch Daredevil. Well, I'm already whatever. I'm already halfway. To there watch Daredevil? Anyway. No. No. Iron but, Fist season two though is pretty good. No, I'm not liking it. We're working our way through it, and then we had to take a break because we were just both on our phones, not paying attention, and yeah, so we went right. to Kimmy Schmidt yeah. and then watched three of those, and that was much better. That's the worst when you're watching something and you find yourself on your phone while you're watching, and you're mm, just like, why? Sure. Why That's am I watching you know. this? Yeah. Um, though, the guy who plays the Punisher, mm-hmm. yeah. is in the right? first season of Kimmy, yeah. or the first episode of this season of Kimmy Schmidt. What? With a lot of really great references to Daredevil. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah really good. it's like it's really nice little Netflix shared universe, but also not thing going on. It's cool. Really funny. My recommendation though would be um, for you Star Trek haters right now, the Orville. Watch the Orville. Oh, it is yeah. so good. <laughs> That's right. It's back this. Year. How many episodes back is it? Like uh, I think it's three. Oh episodes man, or I four. enjoyed. The heck out of the back. first. Yeah, I love the first, the first two season. episodes of the second season aren't great, um, but they were actually supposed to be in the first season. This, this whole thing. Um, anyway, Orville. If you like Star Trek, you will like the Orville. It's um, very similar, you know, tone wise, except not like Discovery. It's comedy. Um, Seth MacFarlane does a great job. Oh, um, Seth it's, it's so good over here. You don't like Seth MacFarlane? No, I like him. Oh, you do? Yeah. Who's, <laughs> who's just it you that are. doesn't like Seth? No, Caleb. I like, oh, okay. I, I Caleb. 
Doesn't like them. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's a good. It's a good show, if, especially if you're into Star Trek and if you're looking for something a little lighter. It's a 45 minute show. If anybody cares about things like Brian and I do, apparently. <laughs> I yeah. showed Kirsten an Instagram video this morning, and she's like, "How many seconds is this?" <laughs> <laughs> it matters. It does. Uh, anyway, Orville, watch it. It's it's really good. I I love it. Good show. Thanks, everyone. I think this is a pod. Oh, yeah. Kirsten, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at Kirsten James. Right. Art. <laughs> at Art Aronson on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, also co-host of Between the Stammers, which you can find uh, where you find this podcast. The Zone.fm slash podcast. And go Patriots. Go Patriots. <laughs> Sports ball. Paul. Yeah, good luck to your Patriots, Art, this weekend. Thank you. I hope you're not in a bad mood even still next uh, Thursday when we record again. See not if talk they about lose. It. Oh, yeah. boy. They won good. last year. Whatever. No, Share no they the didn't. Love. didn't. They didn't. They, no, they won they last did year. Not. Just hockey. Thanks for bringing it back up. <laughs> Jeez. One the year before that. What is it? That's true. At Publicino. Okay, what, what sport is a Patriots? Football. football. Okay, Super perfect. Bowl, man. Super oh, Bowl is Sunday. It? Is that coming? Oh, yeah, that's Sunday. right. The Arkell, we're doing the Arkell thing. Uh, Brian. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know sports. Brian. Boytano913, uh, Twitter and Instagram, and DJ Boytano on Facebook. Webmeister Bot on all socials. Talk to you Wednesday on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.